Welcome, everybody, to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. I'm Pete Wright, and that right there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. How you feeling? Hello. You feeling good? Feeling great, yes. Why, why is that? Why are you feeling so good? It's ADHD Awareness Month. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Go ADHD! I am it's, aware of you. It's time to Every bring awareness. Every stinking day I'm aware of you. I, oh, no. I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Raise your head every day off that pillow, ADHD. <laughs> Come sit time on, for another day. Sit on my stinking shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is not a good way to start this no, podcast. No, I, right. I take that back. I take that. I should not say it that way because ADHD uh, offers us, as we know, some fantastic, uh, some fantastic superhero abilities. What exactly do we look to get out of ADHD Awareness Month? Okay, well, this is going to be a good podcast because we're going to talk about a lot of things. And um, when I was writing out some notes, I, I wrote the fir- my first sentence was, my intention for this show is to bring some attention to ADHD. And I thought that oh, was kind of funny. I like it. it. I like yeah. that. It's like a little alliterative kind of play. Intention is to bring attention <laughs> to oh. ADHD, which, yeah, so that's my point. But I just I thought that was kind of funny. Do you think <laughs> well, I, I think it's delightful delightful so that's my point but there there are actually some categories here that i'm going to talk about first is um, i'm hoping to share some facts and just some general knowledge about adhd so um, anybody who's out there that's listening you know maybe they they found something out today that they didn't know before and they can um, pass that knowledge along and share it uh, with other people too so we really do want to bring awareness um, to this adhd thing so that's what i'm hoping for that Excellent. Um, also want to talk about some um, different resources for people to go to, because I think that's important. And I want to talk about my new website being one of those resources. I'm very excited about that. Um, and then I also want to talk a little bit about what it takes to make coaching successful. That was a question that was asked to me about a month ago, and I thought it was a really great question and something that we could cover today. I love it. So Pete Wright. Yes, Nikki. Hi. <laughs> I am going to have a lot of information to spew. So if you um, have anything you want to add, please feel free to interrupt me. I will not be offended. <laughs> to interrupt the spew? <laughs> yes. And I may. My need goodness, you to I wish you. I wish you hadn't used that word. <laughs> spew. <laughs> That's like the grossest word you could use for talking for imparting information upon people. Well, what's the different word? Spew? Doesn't spew like <laughs> it's like it means, that's really. like it, it's like akin to ooze. ooze. Or, I have a lot of great information. It's a positive thing. It like, is. Yes, you're fluffy oozing. Fluffy cotton candy. Yeah. That's what I think of. <laughs> Not, okay. Like, grow up. That's what. That's what I was trying. I didn't want to go there, but I, you you opened the door. <laughs> okay. Please let us begin. This is not how I envisioned this. I. This is this is why people show up. I'm sure. Tell us where where would you like to start? Go All ahead. Right. I will okay. not interrupt yet. Well, no, you can though because I'm probably gonna need to drink a water here. Or All right. Or whatever's in that cup. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, on track. What is ADHD? That's what I'm going to talk about first. It's just some few few facts around ADHD. And, and the um, definition that I'm going to use is actually from the book, You Mean I'm Not Lazy, Stupid, or Crazy? Question mark. Um, I found their definition to be very simple and easy to read, and that's why I chose that one. Um, what they say is it is a disorder of the central nervous system characterized by disturbances in the areas of attention, impulsiveness, and hyperactivity. Any surprise there? Well, not yet. 
Okay. <laughs> now, you may have also heard um, this term called executive functioning, which I know, Pete, you actually know a lot about. One of my very favorites. Yes. And Ari Tuckman writes a lot about these executive functions in his book, uh, More Attention, Less Deficit. And he also has this really fantastic workbook, which is also a great resource for folks that's called Understand Your Brain, Get More Done. And um, what he goes on to explain what these executive functions are is that in ADHD, there, it's more than just focus and hyperactivity, but it's also how um, we how ADHD processes information. And that's, that's these set of skills that are these executive functions. And so they basically are categorized into four different sections, um, planning, organization, working memory, and self regulation. So these are just a brief overview of what these four things are just to um, help you maybe understand a little bit more about ADHD and what these executive functions mean to ADHD. Um, planning is that sort of breaking projects down. It's very difficult sometimes for somebody with ADHD to look far into the future. Um, they tend to just see what's happening now. Uh, they can be more black and white thinkers. Decision making can become an issue. And so all of these kinds of things can potentially potentially affect how you plan, right? So that's a that's a set skill that is holding that, that could be holding you back. Oh, absolutely. Organization um, is not going to come to any surprise that that is a skill set that ADHD uh, can find difficult. And it's certainly um, one of the reasons why I got into ADHD coaching is as a professional organizer, I saw this so often that the majority of my clients did have ADHD. Um, you know, they want to be organized, but it's just a struggle for them. And sometimes it's because they may make their systems too difficult. They forget, you know, the homes that they actually um, assigned for certain things. It can be hard to make decisions of what's important, what to let go of, what to keep. And and all of these um, type of things are going to make organization difficult. Um, then we've got this working memory. Uh, thing, which is a short-term memory. And one of the best examples I can give um, on this is if you're being told to get something from the grocery store and you have four items, but you come back with two of them and probably a whole lot of other stuff, <laughs> but you don't uh, come back with the four items that were asked of you, it's not intentional. It's just that you somehow internally or externally got distracted and you forgot what all four items were. And so I, that's... You know, I I like to think I'm on top of things. I'm a student of ADHD. Yes. This happened to me last night. It did? Yes. I was sent to the grocery store for eggs, and I came back with hard apple cider. Take that, no for, take that for what? For what, take that what, for yeah, what there's, a, there's a message in there somewhere. I'm going to let you all figure out what that is. Working <laughs> memory is a challenge. It was a rough, right. it was a rough day. <laughs> It might be for you too, but you're not alone. Pete is having the, the same. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and then this fourth uh, category that he has under executive functions is self-regulation, which is that impulsiveness. Um, you know, we, we a lot of times you forget to pause and it's really easy to become reactive in a situation. And those are the times where later on you kind of think, oh man, I wish I hadn't said that or gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> well, you weren't. You were being impulsive, and that's that self-regulation thing. So there is a lot we can talk about here. Um, but again, you know, my intention is not to, to bring a 
it's just to bring attention to these things. Um, but these resources that we have mentioned is going to, they are going to be in the show notes. And so you can definitely take a look at, uh, his book and also the, the first book that I talked about, you mean, I'm not crazy late or no, you mean, I'm not lazy, stupid, or crazy. Both all three are really great resources. Can I, okay. Let me ask you, I, I I have a question. Please. Do you, do you ever find working with people? And I'm, 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 this is a leading question because I've, I've felt this before. Uh, that you you start to study uh, this condition that you have, right? You're you're struggling with ADHD, so you start reading about it, and suddenly you just get overwhelmed, and it can be an enormously depressing feeling. Um, is there such a thing as as too much overwhelm, or am I unique in that? Uh, in oh that no, area? I don't I think just, you're unique at all. And I find I think, myself getting mad. I just get so mad well, because so much of what you're probably looking at or googling or researching it really shows more of the negative aspects of of ADHD and doesn't really shine the light of the positives or the strengths. And so that's where I think it can be a slippery slope of, wow, this is, this sucks. This is really depressing. You know, like I don't have a way out of this, you know? And so I think that that's probably where people might um, fall into that. So absolutely. I think you can probably get too much information. Um, do you but, ever? You know, I mean, do you ever offer? What kind of advice do you offer people? Like, where? How do you help people focus on on just what's what's right, what's important? Well, I think it's important to have an awareness of how your ADHD affects you. There's no doubt about that. So I think that there there needs to be some conversation around these executive functions, and there's there needs to be a conversation between me and my client, for example, of how organization affects them, um, how these planning things affect them, and then sort of work from there as far as as giving them the guidance and the support and those strategies and tools that we talk about so that they don't feel like it's hopeless. Right. I mean, they have choices and they have, um, things that they can do now. It it doesn't always mean that it's going to be an easy road or that they don't, you know, they're going to have to put some effort into it. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, but I think that, you know, the important thing is to know that, yeah, you, this, this affects you. It is, it is how your brain works, but there's an incredible, um, amount of power to, to knowing that as well. And that's what I would want to carry over is that now, you know, this, um, so what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. All does right. Makes sense. Well, it does make sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one of the questions that I do get, um, again, this is about awareness is what's the difference between ADD and ADHD. And, um, the official medical term is ADHD, regardless if you have that H or not, um, typically they'll diagnose you with ADHD. So for, to make things simple on my website and, um, when I blog and, and when we talk, when, even in our podcast, I think for the most part, we just kind of say ADHD. We don't say ADD or ADHD. Um, right. it kind of confuses things, but the, 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 the main difference there is that hyperactivity component. And, um, so, and, and to the degree that you have that. So if you have, um, a, you know, you're fidgeting a lot and you're real restless, then that H is going to probably fit into that ADHD for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more common for boys to have the H 
part than girls. And it's also the reason why girls and women um, so easily get misdiagnosed or don't get diagnosed with ADHDs because they don't have the fidgeting and the hyperactivity. But the internal distractions are still very real for these women and these girls mm -hmm. and can and certainly can get in their way. And so it's important to kind of see that. So that's just kind of throwing some awareness out there for people. Absolutely. Um, yes. Okay. So moving on, what if you think you have ADHD, but you don't know for sure? Um, and I see this a lot when I tell people what I do for a living. So I'll be, you know, in the car or not the car line, but I'll be like, you know, in my school waiting to pick up my daughter and somebody will ask me what I do and I tell them what I do and they're like, oh yeah, I have that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I need right. you. I need to talk to you. Well, you know, anybody can have issues and when we probably all have issues to some degree with organization, procrastination, things like that, but it doesn't mean that you have ADHD, right? Um, but if you feel like you might, like you really feel like you, you might, because some of these things that I've talked about earlier are really getting your, getting in the way of you having a, a high quality of life, then that's when you need to go and talk to a professional and get a, a professional opinion. And you can go through all kinds of different testings and, and things like that so that people, you know, you can see if, if this is a true diagnosis for you or not. Uh, and this is where I'm going to get a little serious. Oh. And I don't mean it to be a downer. Okay. <laughs> I want to put that back up um, front just because I, I think, that, again, that information is power. But it does become a very serious matter if you have ADHD, but you have not been diagnosed. Um, and the reason for that is there's stats out there that say that only 15% of adults have been formally diagnosed and treated, which means there are 85% of people out there that have ADHD and they're not, they don't know it. They're undiagnosed, they're untreated. And if you look into further stats of what happens with folks with ADHD, especially if it's untreated, they're going to go, they're going to be more likely to have employment issues like getting fired, um, quitting impulsively because they get mad at their boss, mm -hmm. more likely to job hop, um, and, and these things could be happening, but they don't know why. Um, they're more likely to earn less money. They're twice as likely to separate or divorce. So if you think about the stats are already 50-50 and, you know, for anybody without ADHD, and now you've even doubled that on top of it if you have ADHD. Uh, yeah, um, and more likely to, uh, to abuse uh, drugs and alcohol. So it's serious. I mean, it really is serious. And I remember... Um, a couple of years ago, I was at a CHAD conference, and there were people that were sharing their different experiences through their support group. And one of the facilitators said that there was an older woman who was in the corner of, of the room, and, and she was crying. So at the end of the meeting, he went over there to ask her if she was okay. And she just kind of looked at him and said, I just wish I would have known. My life would have been so different. Uh. And I that's mean, exhausting. This, that's just... It is. And, and that's why I want to bring this up. It's not, you know, these statistics are not to bring you down. The information that you find on the website, like what you had asked earlier, it's not to depress you or to make you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doomed. It's not that at all. It's to let you know that the information is actually very empowering. And the more that you know about how your brain works, the more power you have to ensure that you can still live the life that you want to live and that you have choices. There are there are resources out there for when, you. When you run help. into 
folks, particularly because your work focuses on adults. And so when you run into folks who, who, you know, have not been formally diagnosed, what is the, what's, what are the, some of the reasons that they, they haven't gone to just talk to somebody about it or, or kind of ask those questions? I I recognize that if they've gone down the road of like drug and alcoholism, you know, obviously there are other things that have, you know, supplanted what may be the root one of the root issues of their ADHD, but, but what in your experience is, is, you know, why people, you know, haven't gone in to talk to somebody? You know, I, I can only assume what that answer is. I couldn't tell you for sure. I have had a few clients that I've worked with that have not had the official diagnosis of ADHD, um, but they think they have it. And I've encouraged them to go and talk to their doctors because there's more to treatment of ADHD than just coaching. Um, and that's where you want to, you know, do they need therapy? Do they need medication? Um, what's really going on? Is it really ADHD or is it something else? You can't just assume assume that it's ADHD. And that's, I guess, my biggest message is that if you really are concerned, you do need to go talk to a professional Mm -hmm. who can really, truly diagnose you. Um, I'm going to take a guess that there's probably some fear there. I mean, it's just, you know, why do people never go to, I mean, there are some people that just never go to the doctor because maybe they're fearing what they're going to hear. Um, what if it's not ADHD and something a lot worse, yeah, or, right. you know, and if you don't know a lot about ADHD, there's still a lot of fear of what that is and what that means. And so that, that would be my guess, but I couldn't honestly tell you for sure. Like, yeah. You know, I, I think there's a, there's another one I've run into and I, I only experienced it because I've, I, this was part of my learning was that, uh, oh, it's a, it's a thing that kids get and they grow yeah, out of it. Right. And that's, that, that's an assumption that I think carries some, some weight. And, um, uh, boy, when you discover that's not true, uh, that's, that's really eye opening. Well, and so many of my clients didn't get diagnosed until they were later in their years. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. 40, 50s even sometimes. Um, And and a lot of times it's because the child got diagnosed first and then they're like, oh, that's a little too familiar. That that describes my family. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not alone. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that time and time again, and and now it's a family issue. Yeah. Uh, and something else too that, that that's important to recognize is if it is a family issue for your family, that ADHD affects everybody differently. So just the you know just because it may affect one child one way doesn't mean that's the same exact way it's going to affect the parent. It can come out in different ways. And so, yes, the com- there's these common characteristics, but everybody has their own story mm-hmm. to it. So, um, that's important. And there are lots of resources and that's something that, you know, I want people to be encouraged. Chad is one of my favorite resources for families and, and for kids, um, who have ADD, they've got great support groups. They have great classes that you can take. The the conference is wonderful, um, and very friendly to parents and, and children. And, um, ADA is also a really great, um, organization for ADD and they've got lots of webinars that you can, um, listen to and take uh, right on their website and they're free and there's just lots of education. Uh, and then there's an Attitude Magazine, which is one of my favorite resources. In fact, Attitude Magazine is, is definitely an inspiration for me when I'm looking for um, podcast uh, subjects to talk about. I, I'll, a lot of times we'll go to Attitude Magazine and see what they're talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
Um, okay, so the newest resource uh, that I want to talk about that I'm very proud of uh, is my new website. And I have to shout out to you, Pete Wright, because you have uh, done a lot of hard work to, to make this website happen. And it's out and it's available for people to look at. Um, the new URL, you are not going to find me at Take Control Organizing. I guess you Yeah, you will, you but can. yeah, you can. But it will go into TakeControlADHD.com, yes. correct? Right? Yes, like that's, that's right. It works. Um, so new website is TakeControlADHD.com. There's a new look. Um, hopefully you'll like it. Hopefully you'll, hopefully you'll find that the site is easy, um, user-friendly, easy to read and, and get around. Um, a lot of things are going to stay the same on this website as before. I mean, I, I hope that you continue to, to find the podcast to be a resource for you, um, blog posts that are posted there, um, my coaching services, my eBooks. books is still available, taking control of your space. And coming soon is the paper solution, which we will talk more about when it's closer to launching. But so that, close, so, so close. So close. That is around the, the corner. Um, and I have some other projects that I'm going to be working on um, to, to be resources for folks with ADHD that's outside of just coaching. And so look for those in the next year. So definitely I uh, invite you to, to look at the website and put that in your bookmark as one of your resources. Excellent. I feel like I need to take a it's a little break. bit of it's a little bit of a marathon. <laughs> I know I'm like uh, trying to get all this information in. I know, right? But I think the last thing we want to talk about is just uh, you know because so much of what the new website represents is a is this kind of ongoing evolution of your work with people with ADHD and and that looks that, that sort of manifests differently. You're not directly working with organizing clients anymore. Uh, and and so you know your work, your coaching is taking on kind of a new flavor and so what is what does that look like um, these days well definitely focusing on on ADHD which means not just organizing but all of those executive functions that we talked about all of those things I coach um, around with my clients and one of the things that I kind of want to talk about a little bit which I just thought was such a fantastic question it was asked to me um, about a month ago of, of what makes coaching successful and I think it's important that if you're interested in in coaching that you that you understand this um, because really if these things don't happen then it's not like that coaching is going to be successful. And that's just, you know, being honest. I don't, right. you know, you, you got to have some of these things going on for you. Um, one of them is you have to be ready to be coached. And what that means is you have to have a healthy state of mind. Um, you know, I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach. And there's definitely a difference between uh, being in a deep, deep depression versus just really feeling frustrated and overwhelmed by your ADHD. And so I'm very upfront when I talk to people and that first phone information that if I think at all that therapy might be a better course of action for you, then I will definitely let you know that. Um, you have to be, you know, ready to be coached, which means you're open to the process and wherever that may lead you. Um, 
And that takes commitment. And I think, you know, if I was to highlight anything, what is it going to take for coaching to be successful? You have to be committed, uh, which means showing up on your weekly sessions, um, being as prepared as you can be for those sessions, being willing to to really be challenged with some powerful questions from me, um, digging deeper into things that you probably haven't dug into, you know, very, very closely. And so it's really being open into that process. Um, once we've explored, you know, some of these things, then it's time to take action. And that's really where success happens too, is that you have to be willing to do the work. Um, you know, that's, there's that expression of, if you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to keep getting the same results. And so, um, if you're going to go to coaching, if you're going to make that investment, then you have to be willing to, to try some new things, be open to some new strategies and some, um, tactics. Don't be afraid to fail because you know not everything works but that's okay Mm -hmm. because we just keep going i mean we just keep trying to figure out what is going to work for you um and being open to those possibilities and then i would say the last kind of key component of successful coaching is just being patient with yourself um many of you have lived with these challenges your whole life and so you can't expect them just to be gone overnight um you know we're building new habits we're we're shifting ways that we think about ourselves and, and our self-talk and all of these different things, all these executive functions, all this stuff uh, takes time. And, um, you know, so oftentimes I'll tell people, be patient, be kind to yourself. What you're doing here really matters. Um, and it does deserve the time and attention that you're putting towards it. Uh, and it doesn't matter how long it takes for you because it's worth it. You're worth it. And uh, that's why coaching can be such a, a key component to managing ADHD. Well, and the the success of your clients speaks to that. Uh, we we're constantly hearing from folks just what uh, you know the importance uh, that coaching plays in their lives, and and uh, this you know it's a very powerful relationship. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Okay, I, I think. I think so. (laughs) I knew, I knew this was going to be a long one, but I'll tell you, I'm very passionate about this. Obviously I wouldn't build a business around it if I wasn't. And it's important. This awareness is important. So, um, I hope people enjoyed the show and, and maybe learned something new today. Well, I do too. Thank you everybody for listening. And, uh, you you know, as ever, if you find that there are some things that connect with you, uh, about this show or Nikki's work, you'd like to share, please share your comments either on Facebook or uh, Twitter or Google+. It's all Take Control ADHD. Um, at Google+, it's now, we have an official page now at Plus Take Control ADHD Coaching. Say that 10 times. I know. <laughs> Google is, uh, uh, don't even get me started on the Google. This whole so, switch has been difficult. It's been, no a it has been a challenge. Facebook is still sort of in limbo right now. It is in limbo. Well, we'll see. Hopefully by the time people listen to this, uh, it will have been resolved. So, yes. uh, anyhow, so there, there are some things, but you can always find all of our very uh, various social platforms uh, from the website at takecontroladhd.com, and we encourage you to visit there, look around, and uh, see if there's some new resources there that you, uh, you might like to uh, partake in. So, thanks for being a connection. Thanks for your kind comments, kind words. Find us on and subscribe for free in iTunes. Uh, just, you know, you can just search for Take Control ADHD, and you'll find us. And uh, you can subscribe and leave some stars if you have some laying around. We appreciate it. Um, Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. (laughs) 